Hey guys, this is your co-host, Daniel. As you know, this podcast takes time, effort, and money. Actually, it's, it's, it's trans money. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you, uh, if you like the content, you get a lot of value out of it. Go ahead and subscribe and support us at anchor.fm slash transworld. Run it back. Okay, take, okay, run okay. It back. Hello. Hello, everybody. This is Johnny. I just want to welcome you all to Studio J. We're filming right now for, at our apartment. I want to say hello to you and the camera that's looking at us today. And uh, of course, I got to bring on the co host, Mr. Big Daniel D. What's happening? Thanks for having me back. We're, we're back at the birthplace <laughs> of Transworld, back in the OC. We have a very interesting and unique setup today. Mm-hmm. We're stepping up the production game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, every every time we're doing this, I want to say that we're going to step it up, go to the next level. For those of you that can't see and are listening only, we have a romantic fireplace. Mm-hmm. We have a television with our 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 logo flashing. <laughs> our only logo, yep. Flashing. We Classic. have a camera set up adjacent to us. A couple mics. A couple mics. Yeah, and we're doing good. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to everybody that's been supporting us. Daniel has been ripping on my letter idea a lot, and he is right. Some people gave me $20 and said, do not write me a letter. <laughs> can you believe that? I can believe it. Yeah? yeah. I can believe it. Well, I mean, the, the whole purpose of it was to raise money, right? Yeah, part of it. I still lost money on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the end of the day, like, I, it's not like this equipment, you know what I mean? Like, it came from somewhere and, and I didn't originally plan for all this money to go to the podcast, but it kind of just like ended up that we wanted to do a podcast and I had all of the exact equipment that for. I really needed it. Yeah. For. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe re- let's revisit the fact that people are sending you $20 and asking you not to write for them. <laughs> it's almost like they're, they're, they're asking for you not to give them the letter. Love. <laughs> love. Nobody wants my love. Here's $20. Story. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, shout out to everyone that has been asking for letters, everyone that hasn't been, um, and anyone who's supported us in any way, shape, or form. The money that really does help. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to get, get to the next level, you know? Yeah, and we're back to, we're back to just me and, me and Tran for this episode. We're not going to bring on a guest this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually had a lot of good feedback. Um, based on based on the last week's with with Kelsey O'Hara, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, last week was really good. We had a pretty good push for it, and I think she really brought something to the table. And we got really deep last week. I don't know about you, but I listened to it again, and I was like, "Poof, that was that was some shit." Yeah, you know, I blame I, I blame taking shots with the neighbor. Uh huh. I think I think for me, if you if you listen to it again, it actually goes downhill for me after that point mm-hmm. because I I had certain you know. Went past the two-shot limit. Oh, it's fine. Uh, we had a good time. We had a lot of sushi beforehand. And, yeah. It was I, fun. Yeah, I really like that podcast. It's but fun. on to the newest thing. We thought we'd go light this week. We've been doing some deep, deep topics. I want to get back to some fun. Let's do some funny times. And I want to go back all the way back to a story that I would love to tell the audience here. Once upon a time, Daniel and I went out to drink. And what year was this? 2015. 
2015. It was like first a, year. Yeah, first year. We had just moved into our house. Daniel was, I think at the time, jobless. And living with you. And living with me, yes. And Daniel and I went out to a friend's house, and my car was parked outside, and we had gotten drunk. We were only like a mile away from our house. This is... It was a couple miles. It no, was, dude, it was like two miles away, because we drove down Cesar Chavez only. Oh, was it? Yeah. And this it, is in East L.A., by the yeah, way. Yeah, East L.A. Anyways, yes, we went to Irish Pub, we came back, we got hella high afterwards. That was a mistake. Yeah, and then Daniel was like, dude, I'm fucking good, I'm, I'm all right. No, I think what had happened was you had looked at... We, we gave each other the eye. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, you know when you're out with your friend and it's like, you know, one a.m. Mm-hmm. and like you, you guys make eye contact and you're like, I'm ready to fucking leave, dog. Yeah. Right, and so we were like, all right, let let's go. Right, mm-hmm. and then you were like, you know, I don't think I'm good to drive. Mm-hmm. Me being young and stupid was like, I stopped drinking like thirty minutes ago, an hour ago maybe. <laughs> it's only two miles away. Yeah. I got it. So Daniel hops in the car, turns it on. And we're in like a parallel park spot, so he backs up. This is my first time driving his car, too. Yeah, first time driving my car. Backs up, and lightweight love taps a fucking Mini Cooper. And I'm, I don't know about how much love was in the tap, <laughs> but it was a tap. Yeah, it was a tap. It was a Mini Cooper. I'm sorry to anyone in North Chinatown mm-hmm. <laughs> that Mini Cooper. Sorry, uh, but reversed. Hit the car a little bit. I didn't even turn around and look in the mirror. I didn't even look at uh, look outside. I'm in the passenger seat. I'm just like, go, 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 go. Don't stop. Just go. So we fucking peel off. Get Skirt. home. Yep. And uh, yeah, that was one of the first L's that Daniel t- <laughs> took. That wasn't even the, the, the only L the whole night, though, because I think that experience kind of got us a little hyped up. Yeah. As, as friends can get when they're intoxicated and make a stupid decision. Yeah. And so <laughs> we park, we, we, we finally get back to his house, we park, we get inside, and then why don't you take the story from there, Trent? Because this, this was you. Okay, this, this was, was this me. Was, this was not me. This, this, was, was, when, this was you. This was when I didn't know Daniel as well as I do now. So what I like to do sometimes is kind of fucked up, but sometimes I like to test my friends, so I like to push their buttons and shit. And this was a good occasion to push his buttons because he had just hit somebody with my car <laughs> or hit a car with my car. And so, like, I felt like kind of fucking with him a little bit. And I was hella drunk. So I started fucking with him a whole bunch. And what then, were you doing? Dude, I was bitch. literally backing him into a corner, like, the furthest part of the house that I could get him into. What were you saying? <laughs> Come on, bitch. Do it, bitch. You want to do shit? <laughs> and I was just talking. You sticking his chin out, too. Straight up just talking mad shit. And this is what happened when um, Blackout Johnny comes out. It's so bad. Sticking his chin out. Yeah. Talking then, shit to me in my face. Yeah. And then Daniel was like, I can't take this shit anymore. Fucking give me a good, a good old fashioned show. <laughs> <laughs> what happens next, Tran? Uh, I start laughing. I'm like on the floor <laughs> laughing. Key, keyword, he's on the floor. Uh, shut the fuck up, dude. He's on the floor. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was just one of the very first nights that we were really like living together. Mm-hmm. First kind of big struggle. Hey, get, getting to know each other. Yeah, during that time, we were so broke that we didn't have uh, furniture yet. And so we had a party, and it was a... We only had tables at the house. <laughs> oh, we only no. had tables. So we had a BYOC party. Bring your own chair. And we had, like, 12 random-ass chairs from all over the place. And we were just sitting inside. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, was cool. what happened to, like, four of your chairs? We broke it that first night that we were having a party there. Like, two girls 
We're literally try, trying to do lap dance and a Target brand fucking steel chair snaps. completely snapped. Snaps. Yep. And, and to be honest, I think it was last week's guest, Kelsey. <laughs> I think Kelsey broke at least yeah, two Yeah, Kelsey chairs. definitely broke it, so I'm glad that we talked about twerking because she definitely broke that fucking chair. I think she broke two of them, to be honest with you. I brought four. I, I bought four. But Yeah, because I remember the next morning not having anywhere to sit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was also when we were so broke and we didn't have, you didn't have AC in your house. Yeah. And so we would buy cases of Corona and we'd stick them in the fridge, right? As, and then, and as then, beer does. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> and then and then it'd be so hot in their house that, all we, that would we, do. Would, we would like get up, it'd be like nine in the morning. Yeah. And it's like a hundred degrees in the house. Yeah. And then we, we, we would just like take the beer out of the fridge, not necessarily to drink it, we'd drink it. But, but put mainly, it on our face. mainly just to put it on our forehead because it was so hot. Yeah, it was the only thing that was cold in our house, but except my heart. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even catch that until you looked at me weirdly. Uh-huh. But I just caught it, and I was yeah. That well, was semi funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny for a second in my head, but came out. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like ever since we come here, I think we've definitely taken a few L's here and there. I've taken a couple L's with my career shit. Um, did some wild shit. Took a couple L's, losing money here and there. You know, gambled maybe a little too much. Yeah, I mean, I think I took an L. Like moving here really <laughs> like the, my whole initial thought process of moving here was like oh like i'm in san francisco and i'm working at yelp like it's gonna be really easy for me to move down to los angeles and like get a job mm-hmm. right like the notoriety of the company mm-hmm. and i'm young mm-hmm. and like all my friends in san francisco had left and like gotten better jobs like mm-hmm. in the bay area so i was like shit yeah I'll be able to move down there. I don't need that much money saved. Uh-huh. I'll be able to be fine, right? Yeah. Wasn't fine. <laughs> Wasn't fine. It took me like, I don't know, three months? Mm-hmm. Four months, maybe? Four months to find a job. Yeah, and you were going through, and you had like two or three small, tiny jobs that you were like, kind of doing, and then you were like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of do it, nah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, if you're going to spend your time me. on something, you gotta, you know, you want to you wanna find something that's worth spending your time on. Definitely, definitely. And I remember like, the, just the struggle initially of like, being unemployed, not having a place to really live that was my own. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like fucking, like, living off credit cards for, like, a month. Because I didn't have income. Yeah, yeah, right? that happens, yeah. It happens, it happens. And just, like, the stress, so much stress yeah, of, like, I gotta find something, I shoulders. gotta find something, I gotta find something, I gotta mm-hmm. find something. Every interview is pressure, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's not like, I want this job, I need this job, dog. Yeah. And you yeah. know what happens when you need a job like that? Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a job. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and the universe like, is not answering back. The universe point. doesn't answer back the need. They give it to you when you want it. Yeah, that's tough. Right? And so that was tough. But I think when you look back at those types of experiences, I think it helps you grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I wouldn't have been as good as friends with you, right? If yeah. I didn't go through all this, the sounds of living in your hot-ass house and yeah. drinking Corona at 9 a.m. Yeah, and then two years later, we moved into a better house that looked nicer, that felt nicer, Had more central comfortable. AC. Yeah, central AC was good. Um, but during that time, uh, I was still getting used to LA. I, I, I had only... Daniel moved um, summer or early summer of 2015, and I got to LA in January 2015. Mm-hmm. In January, end of January. And it took me about two months to find a job, and it was like kind of what I thought I wanted. It wasn't exactly what I what I thought it was going to be. So I was like, 
yeah, I want to work for this company, and they're trying to open this nonprofit. They want me to run it. I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, this sounds fucking dope. What a great opportunity. And then I did it, and it just like wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. It it didn't pan out to success the way that like you embody or you like think that nonprofits work, right? Because the nonprofit world is just a lot different. And so I would go under the wing of like these doctors, right? So I really won't really go too too much into detail, but I work with doctors and I would go to these conferences and like promote a certain topic, right? And I had very little funding, right? We were funded by another parent company that was more like of a business base. It wasn't like, it wasn't just like some nonprofit thing. Mm Anyways, I was in charge of planning this huge event, and they gave me, like, $15,000. You know, it really wasn't that big, but they only gave me, like, $15,000, and they were like, we, we want you to make an event. I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to need, like, three months to plan it. It's just me. You know what I mean? I'm going to need to do, like, promos, this, you know, yada, da, da. Like, I, I have to do the whole event planning by myself, and I have to plan it for three months. And then I have to, like, advertise for three months. So, like, these events, like, you know getting a very specific population to show up to a huge event i was like yo i need some time and i can't just do all this like stuff right away because i wasn't an expert at like design and like everything as Mm -hmm. well and like i this is like a new market for me i'm like totally blind to this shit this is my first time hearing this story yeah so um anyways like i they were like we don't want to do it in six months We, we we want you to do it in two months or three months whatever so they were pressuring me like like, really pressuring me, and I was, like, really young, really stupid, and, like, my internal thing was, like, I should probably just cancel this, like, I don't really want to do this if it's gonna, like, cause this, but, you know, you're around very high, powerful people who are, like, very, like, well-educated, and you're trying to, like, please them, and they have a lot of money, you know what I mean, and, and, and like, you're getting swayed because it's your first job, and so they're telling you all these things and trying to pressure you to do, like, rush you, right? I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. So I start fucking up. You know, I spent money on advertising that didn't work. I, you know, I didn't, I bought a place, like a venue that was too big, like, and just like did not set it up correctly. I, and like, I just, there was just so much to do that I just couldn't keep up with. And like, even then it turned out to be like kind of a shitty event. Like how many people showed up? Dude, fucking, I spent like three, 4,000 on fucking advertisement, like like 2,000 on the place for almost 600 people, like a huge, huge, like. Uh, stage with like ballroom type of thing only like 30 people showed up oh god and, uh, and like probably like 10 to 15 workers that were like there doing like some type of like screening test right oh my god dude and like the head of a very i won't name the company but a head of a very strong insurance company like the ceo very top tier administration like multiple degrees mds like you know high profile people come and he's fucking embarrassed he has to speak to like fucking five six people that are just sitting and the fucking the the projector's not working the, the fucking thing you know just a whole fucking it's a yeah, fucking train yeah wreck. so that day i fucking burnt the bridge doctor never gonna talk to me again like burned me for sure so never been able to repay that debt or whatever but the first thing i got the first job i ever did in la i burned the bridge in my fucking first opportunity it's crazy like six people huh Six, Six people, people stayed stayed for that guy's presentation, but, oh, but like no. overall throughout the day there was like forty people max at, at at most, and like fifty people including all the workers and stuff like max. So like it it was kind of an embarrassment, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so that woke me up right away. I was like, man, you know, like I can't just be fucking around too much, you know. So like, or even then it was like, you know, if I I should have known better, right? And I did know better. 
But like for some reason I was in a, I was a transplant. I don't know anyone here. I have no friends to back us up. I have no like classmates, right? You know, like college stuff. Like I have no classmates or friends or community to kind of like ask for either help or something or Advice. whatever, right? And, and 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 I was like, you know, I'm gonna just do it by myself. I got this, and they're pressuring me. You know, like I didn't go with my gut feeling, and that fucked me in the end, dude. Because I burnt that bridge. We lost all that money. Did not get a single dollar return of uh, of of it. I burnt a bridge between my doctor and like the company that we were working for. That's been like my biggest like failure, like of immediately moving to LA. Like that, like 2015, that was my biggest failure for sure. You know, after moving in and all that stuff, fucking up, burning a bridge, day one. Would you spend the, the two thousand dollars in advertising? How, how'd you Dude, spend it? I fucking did it on a radio show. So so I fucking like went on a radio show, talked to them. I somewhere <laughs> somewhere in your mind you thought the radio show would be able to drive yeah well well it was a i don't want to get too into it right but yeah. like the advertising was really specific to a really specific population of people mm-hmm. right and so like i was trying to assume a certain market and i may not have been as qualified to do su- su- such a thing i probably would have gotten more um more like draws uh, or draw in or more people like interested if i just did it on facebook if i spent two grand on facebook which i didn't and so like that was like a very like big mistake on me and even the planning stuff was like I was trying to plan stuff and I got I got the event happened it did happen all the components were there except the people and <laughs> the that's most important yeah part. yeah and that's the most important part so it's like you can spend all this money and it really taught me like anyone can spend money mm-hmm. anybody can spend money you know giving somebody like 20,000 uh, 10,000 100,000 like anyone can spend that money but is it going to provide the result that it needs? And, and at that point in time, when I did that, dude, ugh, dude, I was like beating myself up for that for probably years, dude. And I, you know, I still think about it. Like I should have been better. I shouldn't have been like partying as much with you probably, you know what I mean? Like, Whoops. you know, you know, like doing all this fun stuff and, and like, I was still moving in. We didn't have any stuff yet. And I wasn't even making a lot of money either. So I was, I was like backbreaking work, not making enough money, barely living, having fucking bring your own chair parties. And, just like failing over and over and over, um, and until I eventually found, you know, caught on and made it made a little bit more of like a, a routine out of my job. So yeah, and I think your your job was also hard, if I remember correctly, because it wasn't like it wasn't like a normal like nine to five job, Mm-mm. right? And like without the structure there, mm-hmm. I think of like having. The exactly. set place where yeah. you go, and you yeah. have a manager. And yeah, you like I had to colleagues make, yeah. doing similar shit. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to fail. It's so Dude, easy to fail. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, now looking back at it, uh, of course it's not anyone's fault. It was a really small company, and they gave me an opportunity, which I'm very happy for, right, you know. But I did make a lot of mistakes because I had to make new forms. You know, I had to make, like, the like the backbreaking work of, like, creating a whole company, creating, like, a slogan, and, and like, trying to make people, like, care about it in a way that my parent company would like it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, um... I did work for a clinical research organization. I'll say that, but that's as far as I want to go with yeah. how much information I'd like to spill. Yeah, out. I mean the company's not that. Is the company's not important to your experience? That's, that's yeah. important, right? At the yeah. end of the day, I also joined uh, my first job when I got into LA. After the four months of looking, was actually like a a really small startup in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was employee number three or employee number four oh, at that really? company. I yeah, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was basically like the two co-founders and engineer, and then they brought me on to to be like their business development manager. 
Mm-hmm. I've never done business development in my life. <laughs> okay, classic. Um, but I had some sales experience from Yelp, and they were looking for someone to help beef up like their, you know, like they didn't even have like a, a fully flushed product yet, right? I think that was mm-hmm. the biggest mistake when I look back at it mm-hmm. is like, Unless unless you've done it before, don't join a company that doesn't have a really well-defined way of saying, this is how we're going to become profitable, Mm -hmm. right? And this was during the era of, like, you know, Snapchat blowing up and Instagram blowing up and things like that. And so everyone was chasing that unicorn, right, of, Mm -hmm. like, you know, how do we draw all these users in and then we can figure out a way to profit off the users. Uh, so right? they didn't even have a really business model. There's no like, business model. I see. Right. And so, I mean, everyone at the company is pretty young too. I think the two co-founders were my age. Mm-hmm. And so we were just some kids. They were trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, fuck yeah. end of the day, we weren't able to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. but I think, and we weren't able to raise our series A. And so the company, I worked for the company for a year. And then mm-hmm. after a year, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't there anymore right? yeah like they had a they had a close shop mm-hmm. um but i think that experience of that failure i think really helps me figure out you know where my strengths were right yeah. as, a, as a worker because when you work for a company that small you wear you know five different hats right mm-hmm. you're doing business development you're doing some product management yeah you're doing exactly some what i was doing operations yeah, you're doing that. some finance and you're doing some sales mm-hmm. right um but you know, I think the biggest thing from that experience is that I went to Bainable to know what I knew after it if I didn't take the chance of doing it, right? So, like, regardless, like, wipe the failure out of your, your head, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that I was able to experience those things at such an early company mm-hmm. that I was able to identify what my strengths and weaknesses were. Mm-hmm. But I went to Bainable to identify those strengths and weaknesses. If unless, you didn't already know, yeah. Unless I failed, right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think even from your experience... yeah you wouldn't know the things you know now yeah. unless you failed, right? Yeah. We wouldn't have been friends unless we went through that really tough time of moving here initially and being broke and living off credit cards yeah. and making stupid decisions. And I think all of those things kind of lead to like this, like like kind of the big picture view of like failures actually help define people, right? But. Mm-hmm you have to have the right mindset about it. Oh yeah, definitely. And I feel like today, I mean, the, we have peers and we have friends who like have, they're scared to take chances. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. but why are people scared to take chances? They're scared to take chances because they're afraid to fail. Yeah. And I think, I think making a sweeping generalization is kind of tough. Right. Because I know that the, a lot of my friends, right. They have done a lot of successful things. Right. Absolutely. And it's crazy because even the most successful people, regardless of what they're doing, like, will tell you that they have failed. And I've, you know, any motivational fucking quote, you know, quote any of them, right? A lot of them are really just talking about, you know, don't, you know, don't quit, don't give up. And, and it really is about failing over and over and over because that's what everyone talks about. So knowing that, I've been happy to deal with some of the failures. And when I, and when I look at them, you know, it's cool, bro. Like, <laughs> like, it happened and you can't stop it. You know, I can't, I can't unburn that bridge. For mm-hmm. sure. It's, our, it's been burnt, but now I know I need to trust my gut feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I need to see the world my way, and if I think it's going to happen, I should at least voice it, right? At least voice what I agree with or don't agree with. And I did that a lot in college, but when I first came out here, I was getting, like, really, really culture-shocked because I, I was, like, in the big boy leagues, you know what I mean? You know, because they were ready to drop, like, dozens and dozens of more thousands in, and we were, you know, looking to 
develop better business, but I, but I burnt a bridge before it started and so, or, or like in the starting phase. So, you know, felt really bad. Eventually the company that I did work for, it got dissolved. Um, and I ended up working for more of like a concrete routine job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I've been pretty happy with that. Uh, but recently I have been making moves to jump careers. I don't know if I've told you this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now, I'm on the way out. I've told my company, I'm good. I've been tired of working with in, in the pharmaceutical in- industry for a while now. Um, had some hiccups here and there. Been jumping around, but definitely been you know making new moves. Been opening up new stuff. Try to find new income. Find new sources of revenue. The podcast, doing more media stuff for people, taking more pictures for people, and also just opening up my new Amazon store. So you know, just trying to trying to trying to do more Diversify shit. Diversify the yeah. account. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want to, I feel like I've been doing a lot of work and I feel like I've learned a lot to develop something of my own. So, and even with this podcast, it's really helping out too. So, um, I think that was pretty good start to the podcast so far. I think we're going to go ahead and, um, roll it to commercial real quick. We'll be right back. All right. And we're back from the commercial break. Thanks for staying with us. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. We were talking about failures from our past experiences, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, part of failure is just understanding that those things help shape you as a person, Mm -hmm. right? And not taking it too harshly. Mm-hmm. But hindsight is always twenty twenty with that shit, right? Like, yeah, like, for sure. Well, like I think I think you gotta give yourself time to be mad about it. I think showing your emotion at that point, even like we've said in the previous podcast, like being upset about it is fine. But just like not letting it hold you down, just being sad about it and saying, "Wow, that event could have been bigger." It's like, dude, we're never gonna get it back. We have to move on to the next project. And that and that was exactly what my bosses did at the time. They were just like, "Don't worry about it." This is what happened. And then they even walked me through it. They're like, do you feel like we set you up for failure? You know what I mean? Like they mentioned that to me. So they were very good bosses to me. Um, and yeah, just finally like dealing with a lot of that stuff. Like I got over it by the end of the year, but that was definitely a lot to deal with when I was like first moving out because I wasn't making enough. And, you know, I was like struggling to kind of make ends meet at that point in time and still paying a lot for rent, but not making that much over it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's like your, you know, talking about the that time when you moved into LA and you were you were here by yourself, not by yourself, but you know me and some of other friends that you've lived with weren't uh-huh. there uh-huh. during that time, right? Yeah. Like, what was the most difficult thing for you? When when I first moved out, I stayed with my friend at his one bed or no his studio apartment with him and his girlfriend. So I slept on the floor with his dog. Right, one hundred percent. Just slept on the floor for like five days. I, I, I don't I don't mean to laugh. It's just a funny picture in my mind. Yeah. Um, legit. It was a fucking small ass studio apartment and I slept on the floor for five days. Permanent I, third wheel. I got to LA with my f- car full of my belongings uh-huh. on Friday and I found a place by Wednesday, moved in, right? I'm, I, I found somebody that was renting a room, just moved in. It was in Highland Park and I lived with them on a month to month basis, right? I remember, I remember cause... You and I actually drove there. Yeah, let's not get into that story though. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, let's. Yeah, so then, yeah. I, I'm yeah, just saying. I, yeah. I, I can. I can recall that. Oh, yeah, that so, house. So that. So that house, right? Yeah. Um. So it was a guy off Craigslist. I rent a room. It was kind of weird there, but I. But it was just me by myself, 
And all my friends were working at the time, you know, like everyone that I knew in LA, which was like four to five people, not a lot of people at all, nine to fives, five days a week. So I didn't know anyone and I couldn't really hang out with them. Right. I didn't have a job yet. I didn't have any money coming in. Like I wasn't smoking weed. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't going out at all. Right. I was just like, I was just like, I need to find a job. And so I would just sit there and every single day I'd go, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd either work there or I would go to a Starbucks and work there for like eight hours. And I would just like work at Starbucks and just like apply. try to apply, apply to jobs, apply. apply to jobs, resume, resume, apply to jobs, apply to jobs. And did that for literally like two months. Finally, I found an opening uh, or an opportunity and I discussed with somebody that was a little closer to one of my networks, finally found a job, you know, got lucky that they made something for me, made an opportunity as I was really happy. And then, you know, that's when three or four months later was when we, I was, we were able to all finally move in together mm-hmm. find the house. Um, and that was probably one of the, that was like the hardest part was living by myself, uh, with people I didn't necessarily like or mm-hmm. have like anything in common with, but it was kind of weird sometimes, yeah. you know, but I am happy that I did go through that process. But for like four, like, like four to five months, I was just by myself every single day. Didn't really like talk to anyone, you know, mm-hmm. very like specific stuff that I was doing, you know? So yeah, like, that the, the struggle of not having a job. And having your friends have jobs, and you literally you you're just eating you, food. You're just you can't do anything because you don't have money. You can't go anywhere because you don't have money. Uh-huh. Your friends have a different cadence to life, which is hard. Yeah. Right, and then there is so much pressure. Yeah. I remember because I went through the same thing. Yeah. Right, and I remember moving here and being like, "Wow, shit's expensive. I don't have any money, and I just the the." the stress level like of of having to look every day right and then you, you're getting calls back and you're getting denied and you're getting going through mm. two rounds of interviews getting yeah. denied yeah i got denied the a hopes, lot yeah. the, the hopes up right down down up and down up and down up yeah. and down and then all that while dealing with the new environment right yeah that shit was fucking hard dude. yeah but luckily for you uh yeah I, yeah i mean i it, it is cool because you had like a lot of your friends with you but you probably felt a little bit more pressure than i did because i didn't live with my friends right so, like, I would just be, like, just by myself. And when somebody asked me to hang out because it, would be, because it was so rare, I, I, I'd only see someone, like, once a, once a week yeah. or, like, every two weeks or three weeks. You know, like, a one person. Not, you're not, like, a group, but just one, one or two people. So, I started new, meeting new people and stuff. So, that was, like, a really big time for me, um, developing myself. And, you know, I definitely didn't mind it uh, that much, like... You know, I deal with shit and, you know, kind of brush it off. Like, I needed to do it, right? And then... You, you, we did what you had to, what had to get done. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it was good. I, I met some people while I was there that were cool. You know, got into some dumb situations too, but, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it was a good time though. It was a good time. Yeah, I think it, what's funny is, looking back on it, I think I, I actually tend to only remember the good times. Yeah, for sure. You, I, I mean, looking back and, and like... Finding the negative stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'll find it, but I haven't thought about like that That struggle or that struggle like at all, you know. Uh And I really just think about moving in with you guys was really the start of my LA journey. Was when I was already working, right? Making, you know, finally had my own room that I lived with people that I cared about and like, Mm -hmm. you know, could talk to a lot more on the next level, you know, or more peer to peer basis. Mm -hmm. Have a little bit more of that social recognition. Yeah. But whereas when you're just like doing stuff every day it's easy just to like not do anything and like or like do a lot of stuff and then not come back to you you know what i mean like 
you work and you work and you work and nothing comes back to you so you feel kind of like shitty yeah you gotta like and you gotta like you know cool out you gotta like figure it out like you can't just be angry and upset and like depressing all the time and shit yeah, you gotta get happy we were still figuring yeah. each other out too yeah during that time right like we, yeah. we didn't have like deep rooted friendships that were from college and stuff no i was definitely there were definitely some times where you know me and my roommates were getting into some like really really big arguments because you know stupid shit yeah stupid shit i mean not like nothing that important to bring back up you know no but, like no not at all but definitely, just, but definitely like, like you know there were times where we we're just like are we are we good? <laughs> like, bro, bro, are, 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 are we good? Cause yeah, we, yeah. yeah, yeah, because we're getting snappy and shit at each other, you know, because you didn't clean your, you know, whatever, you know, everyone's like figuring, whatever it is. Everyone's yeah, so figuring then, it out. Right? But yeah, after a couple months, after like the end of the summer, finally, once Daniel left our house, finally, life got better. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Daniel. It was fucking a great time. taking shots now. I'm taking yeah. shots. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm happy I could fucking move out and make your fucking house all... <laughs> Kumbaya. Yeah, now I see him perfectly once a week now. <laughs> it's about it's about as much as people can take of me generally. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. I think uh what else do you want to talk about? Cuz I feel like I feel like we kind of have we exhausted failure at this point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what other failures have you had? You know, like is there are there any other failures failures that stick out? I feel like ever since then that that's the only type of failure that I let get to me, right? Is like that one time I made a very specific decision that kind of blew over over the course of a couple months. Like that was a big deal at the time because mm-hmm. I was very new. Yeah. But now, but now, like you realize, like, God, that was so small. Like such a, you know, like a small amount of time. Like I don't even remember the feeling of being like embarrassed or whatever. But I do remember the event. It's pretty shitty. But yeah. But like overall, it's it's not a huge deal. You know, life goes on. Like, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're doing fine now, and so you can always look back at things as like. With, with rose-colored glasses, mm-hmm. right, would be a good way to say it. Because yeah. you, you remember things fondly because you're fine now. Mm. But do you think current circumstances, if your current circumstances were worse, would that maybe change your perception of the past? Maybe. Maybe it would make me regret the shit or something, you know, right? or like, something like that. But I don't regret that, like, at all. Like, I don't feel regret for moving down here. Um, I, sometimes I regret not seeing my family enough, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. my family's far in NorCal and I, I try to make those trips up there to see yeah. family. And it's funny when I tell people like, oh, I just drive to NorCal or drive to Modesto or drive to the Bay. People are like, why? Like, why do you do that? Like people are always asking like, it's such a far drive, but honestly, everybody quit your bitching. If you wake up early enough, you can get there within four hours. You can have fucking breakfast in the Bay lunch in LA and then dinner in the Bay if you really wanted to. So I'm just saying, do it. I, I, I hate the drive. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm not built like you. Yeah. Some, um, most people aren't. Wow. Yeah. Big. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, going back to the question that I posed you, I have like, I don't know. I think I can get in my head mm-hmm. about shit and I can, I, I like maybe have, I might be more high strung than you, I think. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I think, I think I'm naturally more like high strung or like have a little more anxiety or like maybe not anxiety you, is the word. You, you might feel a little bit more pressure. Pressure. Uh-huh. Pressure. Because you were also coming off from, from a really cool job, right? At Yelp and you were feeling hot. You were feeling hot. You were definitely feel, feeling hot. hot. So, so that's the difference though. Cause I came in and I was like, I'm going to struggle for four months. Right. And I think you might've come in and said, I'm going to get a job like that. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be great. I, I'm a hot fucking commodity right now. Yeah. I'm fucking coming from the one of the big, biggest fucking. Yeah. Uh, you know. Like whatever. Star, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so. Whatever you want to call it. And so I think that was, 
that wake up call moment for me mm-hmm. of being like, oh fuck, I'm fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like, was when you started using your credit card more than your debit card. Big the, problem. The moment you start doing that, di- yeah, yeah, it fucks with you. And and there have definitely been times where I've done that. And and honestly, dude, I'm not gonna lie, I did it for more than like a month or two. You know what I mean? Like like I was like, it was it, it was accruing for sure, accruing, right? And you would get to limit, and then it would they would be like, oh hey. Here's another three thousand you can use. You know what I mean? Yeah. You bumped up your line, you know. And then so like I've done that a couple times um, when I needed to. I did that in college when I needed to. Yeah. And you know my credit score is still solid. You know, like I still pay my shit on time. Um, and it just feels good to kind of like get that out of the way so that we're not as financially stupid as we used to be for sure. Yeah, I think financially stupid might be a harsh way to put it. I think it was it was we were I was trying to do you were trying to do as well what you had to do to get by right. Uh-huh. And when you don't have income, I'm telling you right now, that credit card starts looking real nice. It does look real nice. It's not even it's not even like we were doing stupid shit with the money either. It well, was like, like it was like, oh, I need food. And I have to eat. You I have need to eat. gas because yeah. I have to go to this damn interview that I'm probably not gonna get anyway. Yeah, but then you can't like let those opportunities because you never know. Sometimes you, never know. you just you never go. know and you have to go. You gotta go. And 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 it would just be shitty if you you know, if they wanted you, you know, or or it's like you're Whatever. If you didn't want to go because you couldn't afford it, that's such a dumb reason yeah, to miss go. it. You're you know, gonna you, go. You have to struggle, and and honestly, like right now, we're still pushing and to get out to a the next level. I'm, I'm still trying to get to the next level. I have, like I said earlier, I am leaving my job, but I have enough money. Like I did when I first moved out to LA, I had just enough money to live for three months. And I said, if I if I can't find a job in three months, I'm gonna move back to Modesto, uh, my hometown, and just you know, fi- find work there. I can for sure find work there. Yeah. It's, it's cheaper to live. You know, my, my, my whole family's there. It would have been a lot easier, mm-hmm. but I was like, if I can't find it in three months, I'm leaving. And so I gave myself at the end of October, I have three months of runway, right? So rent, food, going out. I have just enough money to do that. I have built a couple things that, 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 that's been bringing me extra income this month. But in three months, like if I, if I can't figure it out by then, um, that's what it is. And yeah, I, I do like to do the, give myself a lot of that pressure cause it kind of drives me to do a lot better. I feel like I haven't been doing enough with the past couple of years of my life. So not, not in a failure mindset, right? I'm just saying I could have been doing more, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I could have been probably reading more and I could have been doing a lot more of my personal business interests or, or whatever it is, but I was focusing time on work. And even though I didn't enjoy it, you know, I was still doing it. And I, to be honest, for the past three years, I've been like, yeah, I'm almost done with it. I'm going to quit soon. I'm going to quit soon. I'm mm-hmm. going to quit soon. I'm going to quit soon. Like, years, right? Been in L.A., fifth year now, and, like, you know, barely leaving. So, like, it it, it feels good to kind of get out of the industry that I want to get, uh, that I've been a part of for so long and get to the next level and kind of become my own person, become my own brand, become my own, like, entrepreneur and, like, sell my own things and, you know, and do more stuff because I just think so much opportunity out there. And there's so much more I could do with my free time than, than just like health based work. You know, I feel yeah. like I, you know, I have, I feel like I have more to offer to the world than just that. Yeah. So yeah. you're a braver man than me. Yeah. Tell you, tell to you to right be now. honest, it's a big fucking risk right now. You're like, a braver man than me. I, I think I, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm like a, I'm a schedule person. Mm-hmm. I really like take a lot of comfort in like regular schedule mm-hmm. shit. So like some people hate nine to five jobs mm-hmm. for me. I'm like, I like knowing where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be basically doing and working on. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice little comfort cocoon yeah. for me where I'm like, okay, I have, 
I know I'm getting it. This I'm meeting, getting, this, this, this. I'm gonna get, uh, yeah, I'm going to do this this week. I, I check on the 15th, check on the 30th. Yeah, right? big problem. we got to finish it by right. the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big problem. we gotta got to do this, right? And I don't know if I'm built to be like, I'm going to take this chance and I got six months of income saved. Yeah, I'm going to go make this jump right now. So, I, I mean, I, I think I have a tremendous amount of respect for you for taking that chance. Yeah. Right? And then, like, taking the risk, right? I you mean, you had more money than me when you came came from Yelp because you were just doing, like, startup life and shit. And, and so you had a pretty good chunk. But then you ran into the same problem, right? You, like, oh, shit, it's kind of chipping away way faster than you thought. That rent money comes and you're like, fuck, dude, you know? Funds dry fast, dog. Yeah, I don't have coming in. Yeah. I think, uh... But would you say, like, your past experiences have led you to the point now where you're able to take this jump? And feel like I, I know I'll be able to land. And feel like you... I know I'll be able to land. I've already brought in, a, a, you know, a, a good chunk of income this month from, you know... Side hustle. The podcast stuff. hasn't broke even yet. Yeah. I'm still under, right? Mm-hmm. And this equipment, all this stuff, like, you know, it takes a lot of money. So I'm selling a lot of the stuff. I'm selling equipment. We're trying to get better equipment. So we're trying to upgrade. Yeah. So so not, not only am I going to sell the equipment, but I have to buy something that's double the version or double the price. So I'm still spending even more money on it, yeah. right? And, you know, of course, this is, like, really fun. So I love this shit. Yeah. And, but, like, I have enough now that we're not going to be able to, like, need anything else. Yeah. Right, but and, and we are, you know, we we are getting some traction on the, yeah, on we the are podcast getting, now. Hey, we get a little, yeah, little, little yeah, hockey yeah, stick yeah, action yeah, going okay, on with listeners. Hey, but. A little, a little hot, a little hot. But um, one of the things that I will mention is like I don't know if you know that uh, uh, who Sun Tzu is. He was like a, a philosopher, you know, like the art of war and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like there was one chapter I don't know exactly which one, but he basically says, uh, or I'm gonna paraphrase it, uh, but he basically says in war he talks about some general and he brought army right all 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 by sea all, all on boats and when they got to the fucking shore he burnt all the boats and said we're never gonna go home unless we win we're only gonna go home unless we win so all the soldiers they like gathered up and rallied they were like if we you know we're gonna die here regardless so we have to win or else we're all gonna die because we can't get back home how'd they get home without the boats no, no, th- that's what I'm saying. They had to fucking win the war that they were, like, approaching, right? And take up all their shit and then now – and then and, and then take their boats and stuff and go home or whatever. Ah. So, like, so, like, he's saying we lose all of our boats, but we're going to fight the shit on land and we're going to win. And if we don't win, we're all going to die. So, 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 like, it comes back to that same thing. And I think about that thing sometimes uh, or that, like, concept, right? Or that, like – yeah, so I mean, you're you're basically making the. Job I'm making sure and you're burning yeah. you're, you're burning your safety net. Yeah, burning my safety net, and dude, it, it feels good, Daniel. It feels fucking good. I've 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 only been talking about the safety net right for 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 ages, right? And so like, it feels good to get under out from under it and to build my own safety net. And I think that's that's what I want is my is my own safety net. I mm. want to be safe because I made myself safe, not because. Because I have somebody else telling me what to do that that's gonna make me safe or you know feed you know feed me and you know keep a roof over my head. But I want to be able to do it on my own without just doing someone else's bidding. You know. That's that's dope. And, and, that's dope. And so that's definitely not like a. I don't think that's like a normal way to think for sure, or like a normal way that most people would approach it. But I think it's definitely helped me, and I've been happy with those big leaps because again, I know I'm gonna fail again. I know you know I. The first item I sold on Amazon, I lost money on it. I lost like four dollars on it. <laughs> so like, so like, it, uh, because I didn't see that someone had bought it 
fuck, a week later, I'm like, oh shit, someone bought something. I gotta fucking send it out right now. I send it out. I fuck, I fuck up on the packaging. I end up spending more money than the item cost, right? And and honestly, Amazon still takes some of the fees. So it's like, <laughs> I fucking just fucked myself. But I had to get that out because I wanted to make sure that people were happy. With yeah, we're, we're happy with my product or whatever I was selling. So yeah, that's dope. That's dope. You did something like that for a while. You did a side business. Oh, yeah. I had a, yeah, yeah. a little side hustle selling Chinese-made jerseys in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you made a little bit of, you know. I made some, I, made, I, I didn't make a lot of cash, but I made some cash on it. Uh-huh. And it was like a, I forget what a profit margin like, you know, Dude, I was. Dude, I think like, you broke like, 3000 or something like that. Something like that. In sales, at least. Yeah. Uh, and this was like a small side business. We were just I, doing it on the side, right? So yeah. basically what we did was <laughs> my friend had another person that he knew that basically had to connect in China that would ship um, you could buy jerseys in bulk right mm-hmm. and so the jerseys cost like I don't know 15 bucks and then you'd sell them for 40 bucks mm-hmm. in the US um, they're, they're good quality it's like stitched and shit mm-hmm. but like once in a while like things would line up exactly <laughs> right like the numbers a little cricket yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that but I think we had, what would happen was I would still be doing it as a side hustle uh huh but uh, you know they caught when, on. <laughs> when that connect, when that connect goes away, uh-huh. your business goes away. Dude. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, you couldn't find find a supplier for that anymore. But d- well, no, I thought you guys got told to stop making them. No, I don't think that's exactly what happened. No. Yeah. Or did your supplier get told to stop making them? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go with the second one. Okay, okay. Yeah, but, it's but, a side hustle. Yeah. It's a side hustle, though. I mean, yeah. it wasn't. Is that like? That would be a success then. It would have been a success. You made some money. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, this shit's not all about failure. So you try a couple things, you lose, you, 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 you win. Know, you, yeah. you, you won't know unless you try it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I think, like, even in this podcast, like, yeah, we could fail at it, but we have fun doing it. Yeah. And if we fail at it, we're going to learn some shit. Yeah, right? definitely. We're going to learn some shit from it. So I think it's just at the end of the day, you you got to take some risks, right, mm. in order to, to, to do anything new. And you should be afraid of failing because you're – if you have the right mindset on it, and that's the important part too, it's like, don't let it eat you, mm-hmm. right? Like you gotta let it like yeah, marinate on it in a little bit, and mm-hmm. then if you can look back at it and say, what could I have done better, or mm-hmm. maybe that wasn't the right thing for me to do, yeah, and be healthy, like from a yeah. mindset perspective on it, that's mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna grow. You're gonna grow. Yeah, you learn life. a lot about yourself during that time. You right. learn a lot about yourself because you got because I feel like. Again, you need to do that self-reflection, but you need to look at it in the right reflection, right? Yeah. Like, you can't look at it in a broken mirror. Like, it's like, oh, I fucked up. Oh, I did this. Oh, I lost money. Oh, I made money. Whatever. It's like, you have those little wins, sure, but you have a lot of losses. And I think it's definitely okay to look back and say, you know, emotionally, that's a, like being emotionally intelligent. like understanding, okay, let me just look back. I knew these were red flags. I should have done it my fault for not doing it. I need to make sure that my red flags are shown. You know yeah. what I mean? I need to show, or I need to know when they're red flags and I should have, if, if I think it's a red flag, it's probably a red flag is what I'm saying. You know, mm-hmm. like like in a business decision-making world, right? Yeah. Where you're making, where your decision can affect, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Like, yeah. and you know, eventually I, I was able to, you know, have bigger events with bigger budgets. Mm-hmm. But also... I would make sure that I would not use the money unless I really thought it was going to help. Yeah. You know? I think a big thing also for people is like, you gotta be, un- you gotta be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, which is right? something that we talk about a lot. We, talk, this- we talk about a lot, mm-hmm. but I think it, it's important in the context of failure too, because 
if you're not challenging yourself, right? If uh-huh. you're really comfortable at your job, right? Uh-huh. And you know you're good at it. Mm-hmm. You go in every day, every week, and you're, you're mm-hmm. doing the same thing. You're very comfy. Yeah. Then you're probably not challenging yourself to the capacity yeah. that you're growing, right? Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm there right now. I think I'm pretty comfy where I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, feeling that I've for been, a couple years. Yeah, yeah, I've been there for a while. I've done some good shit. And, but, I mean, it's I'm, I'm comfortable. Right, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that's what's kind of getting me scared about where I'm not at now with my job. Mm-hmm. Is like because you're trying to get more challenges from it. Yeah, I think I want. I think I want some new challenges, and I want. Yeah. I want to grow yeah. and feel myself growing. And the only way I know that I'm growing is that I'm fucking uncomfortable, dude. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, this is th- this is super stressful. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm able to handle it. But yeah. when you when you have that mindset of like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to handle it. Uh huh you know you're growing because your capacity yeah. as a person doing that work is mm-hmm. growing, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and definitely knowing that you're like, wow, this is really hard or this is really difficult, it really makes you take a step back sometimes and say like, all right, hold on. Let me just control the emotions, right? Try to figure out what I need to do next. Just take it one step at a time, one step at a time. Because there have been a lot of been times where I'm like, fuck, I need to call someone for help. I need to call someone for help. I'm like, you know what? Let me just, you know, like, people can figure this out, right? People figure this out. People that are what I'd like to say is like people who are smarter than me, right? Like I'll think about someone who's smarter than me, right? I'll be like, fuck dude. I feel like he, he would figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll just be like, you know what? If he can figure it out, I can probably figure it out too, right? Because yeah. because you want to be on the same wavelength as like a lot of your friends. Like you want to be surrounded by people who are somewhat intelligent to some certain degree, right? Yeah, I, think, I think you want to be surrounded by people that are more intelligent better, than you, better yeah. than you yeah. right? And I think yeah. that's... In your opinion, in your opinion. In your opinion that are... You're going to drive you to do better. Drive you to, be, to do better. Surround yourself by successful people and you'll become successful too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what's funny about A good people, mantra for everybody. Yeah, for sure. We just happened to fall into a friend group where we all were striving to do good things. Yeah. And for sure, we weren't always striving. You know, we weren't always doing great. And we could be doing better now. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking at life as, oh, it's just half empty. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely think that we've been trying to make our glass full 100%. Yeah, um, and this is also not coming from a standpoint of like, well, me and Trent are super successful people. We're what we're not. doing right now is we're just sharing experiences that we found helped our mindset mm-hmm. as we as we like grew up and like figured out how to live in in LA, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those experiences adjusting, like, yeah, like kind of helped shaped us into who we are now, right? And so if you could, you know, if you could listen to it and hopefully take some. You know, some advice, or maybe not take some advice and figure it out on yourself. But like yeah. at least, at least hearing what we went through and some of the challenges that we went through in order to get to where we are now, mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty useful to some people. Yeah, and you know, hopefully it does help some people. Like when I needed help, like I I reached out often for sure. Mm-hmm. I like definitely reached out to people who are, I mean, and you never know how successful someone really is. Like you'll never really know. You know what I mean? Like recently in the news, fucking Elon Musk was like. Yeah, I'm fucking worth billions, but you know, I'm low on cash. <laughs> you know, yeah. like so like even the most successful people that you know, they still have their money tied up in their home, their fucking life, their their cars, whatever. So like they might appear successful and they might not be as successful as you think. And so uh but still reaching out for somebody and like asking them for help because they're probably, you know, a bit further in life than you are. They may have some knowledge to share. This is the knowledge that we have to share. You know, we hope it helps anyone in, in any situation. Um, if you're ever thinking about taking a risk, I really want you to take a risk. Um, Daniel might say differently, but that's kind of why we have this podcast is because, you know, we have different perspectives and both of them are valid. Yeah, it depends, yeah. On, what you, it depends on what you value. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that's 
that's kind of like the whole point of this whole podcast. I think is talking about value. Yeah. Right. So you could tie you could tie everything back into like what individuals value, and at the stage that I'm at right now, I'm just not in a position mm-hmm. to 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 take the type of risk that Tran's making. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can admire it. Yeah. Right. And I could I could you know mm-hmm. give them suggestions based on my experiences and mm-hmm. just kind of keep in touch with what you know how it goes because right? yeah. I'm, I'm like genuinely curious because i've always thought about doing it yeah yeah right and, yes. but it's just a f- it's a fucking difficult thing to do dude well the sh- the shitty part is i've been thinking about it for years it's not like it just came to me one day yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean it's not it, it's not like i woke up one day and i was like oh i want a career change you know it's like you know every single day you wake up you go to work and you like i said you're comfy i was like i'm good at my job i can do it it's basic you're done you're done you know like and especially after years years of doing it you, you you get the picture you know you know what to expect you know what things could go wrong mm-hmm. and you uh, and you um you know plan yeah you know plan to make things work out correctly so yeah anyone who's doing a decent job you know for their nine to five uh, or for their nine to five like if you're doing a decent job you'll be fine you know for the most part but I didn't want to be fine. I want to excel. I want to figure out more new, new stuff. And mm-hmm. I've been and I've been itching. I've just been itching at it for fucking mm-hmm. years. And finally, I mean, it's been probably two, two and a half, three years since I moved to L. Or, or yeah, like my whole time here, I've just been thinking about more ways, more ways, more ways to do new stuff. Yeah, and finally, I've been able to really get a hold of myself. Feel like my skills are in the right place. My headspace is in the right place. My heart's in the right place. And I feel like I've just been wanting to take it. So. You know, just going, just going for that next level leap, um, and going, going out for the next biggest thing. You know, just trying to take the next step. I was very worried for a while, like how I, how I would, would deal with this stuff, and it's one of those things where if if I don't go all in on this now, and I just keep working, like when am I ever gonna go all in for it? So like, yes, I could wait more, but I, I, but personally, I have been waiting. So. The best time to take risks is when you're young. Yeah, yeah, just right? do it. You don't want to yeah. look back at your life when you're 45 and you have a mortgage payment and three kids and say, fuck, I hate doing what I'm doing yeah. right now. And even if you are 45 and you're, you know, you got all the things that Daniel just said and you feel like taking a risk, dude, dude take it, man. Like, yeah. you know, think about it. Make sure you're doing the right thing. Make sure you're not just doing it for shits and giggles. You know, you, you want to be passionate about it. You want to think it over many 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 times make sure that you're doing the right thing yeah um yeah i mean that was good let me uh just roll it back when i cut real quick and just cut to a quick commercial and we're back so uh i, I was just talking to train i was like how, how are we gonna end this thing mm-hmm. we just did a summary we just cut to the commercial so i mean what's the best way to uh to, to close out the episode yeah you know i think what I wanted to talk about today because we've been trying to figure out new topics to, that we want to talk about. And I've been asking people, like, what do you want to hear us talk about? And, and, and I think it's such a bad way to make it for us, right? Because we're kind of like, hey, we need an easy road out. Like, we need to figure out what new topics to talk about or we need, you know, whatever. It's a cop out. Yeah. And, you know, me and Daniel, I mean, Daniel shot me like 12 ideas yesterday. And I was like, no to all of them. <laughs> like, not nice about it. But it's because we care. You know, and we don't want the the podcast to be just boring. You know, we've been trying to find new podcast guests and trying to find more for you. We do have a very, very special episode coming for you next week where we will be interviewing my good friend, Mr. Philip Liu, who's an acupuncturist. And he has a lot, a lot of information to share. You guys are going to love him. Um, So we're going to have a lot of cool things that we're kind of just talking about, you know. Um, 
Acupuncture. Yeah, right? acu- yeah, yeah, yeah. Acupuncture, mm-hmm. cupping, you know, fucking fire cupping, some some crazy shit. Ask him a lot of you know East versus Western medicine questions. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, and I'm also gonna clown on him for some stuff too. But but you know, I'll say that for that. Um, I've met Phil a couple times. Yeah, really fun guy, yeah. articulate. Yeah, very I think, articulate. I think, I think you guys like him. Oh, dude, um, huge fucking brain on that guy. Yeah, dude, uh, so smart. He's I thought been... you were gonna say something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, huge I bet you fucking are. dick on that guy. <laughs> I've seen it. It's like You've a python. No, 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 no. I haven't seen it. Sorry, Phil. I haven't seen your dick. Um, That's disappointing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, you know, not every episode may be relevant to what you're going through right now, but we're hoping that at, on a general sense, you're going to be able to kind of glean some some content from it mm-hmm. that you find valuable to your own life. Yeah. Right? And I mean, it doesn't always have to be about like moving to LA. Like you could be moved about moving to any city and experiencing yeah. things that we experience. Cause I mean, we know for a fact that there are tons of people moving to new cities every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that the challenges that we went through moving are, here are pretty universal or universal. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you know how we dealt with them is not universal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and the experiences of growing and going through it together with a group of friends that were in the exact same spot as you. Yeah. Is made that us universal? blessed. Yeah. For Incredibly sure. blessed to go yeah. to, to do it like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you for thank you for listening to this episode of Trans World. Mm-hmm. This and is your cohort co-host. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you want you said you want to say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. I want to say one more thing. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Come me off, Trent. Again, I want to say thank you to everybody. Um, and uh, just to hop on Daniel's point, like every episode is difficult to to talk about. Sometimes we know, sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we, we try to plan it beforehand. Sometimes we don't. Today we didn't really plan it. We plan ahead. We kind of wanted to talk about something that is meaningful to us that we have expertise on, right? And you know, we we have expertise on failure, and so like <laughs> <laughs> like uh, not in a bad way, but you know, we're not gonna. We, we, we also want to hear about, like, your experiences as well, you know? So, like, if you have things you want to tell us that we can bring up, you know, like, really, you know, anything that's even related to the topic or if it's not. Um, yeah, drive we'll, some comments. Yeah, you know, drive some comments, you know, you know, let us know. Message one of us. Message our, you know, Instagram page, whatever. Um, but, you know, we want to engage with our audience more and feel free to message us. We love the messages. I love when people talk to me about trans world because it means they actually listen to maybe you know what i mean it means that they like kind of care or that they enjoy what what we do and and i enjoy what we do so i have a good time doing it mm-hmm. um yeah and so i again really want to thank you guys i hope somebody gains value from this um and i'll throw it back to daniel but you know this is me signing out um i really love each and every one of you so trans world we're out here man studio j we're in the building Thanks for throwing it back to me. Mm-hmm. This is your co-host, Daniel Dionich. We're signing out for today. <laughs> <laughs>